All right. Holy smokes, you can put your headphones back on, folks. Uh, it wasn't too loud on my end, so that must be a you problem there. Um, this is uh, college basketball midseason podcast. We did this last year and the year before that, I think. Um, I'm just trying to make sure I post this enough to where people come watch. I do want to add this to. Uh, we usually, do get two to three watchers on this. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm think I'm gonna give it a, a retweet with the Illini account too, just to push it a little bit more. There you go. Um, but I wanted to also make sure that Purdue fans know they're welcome to join <laughs> as, uh, as I've been fending off Purdue. Those poor babies. I tell you, yeah, I mean, your team is 17 and one for God's sake, who <laughs> gives a shit? Why are you trying so hard to defend this? Like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It just doesn't matter. Oh, I just don't get how you get set. Like it was clearly sarcasm. I mean, yeah, I definitely think Edie, it was a salt suspender for the rest of the season. First of all, if these people knew anything about Twitter and what Twitter is all about, one of the biggest tweets in sports media in the last five or six years was when Adam Schefter tweeted just the word assault when Miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph in the head with the helmet. So that was the first part of it. That was the first part of it where it was a joke. The second part, yeah. Obviously, I don't think Edie should be suspended the rest of the season. So the fact that, like, number one, Purdue won the game. They won the game because of Edie, number one. Number two, I have the tweet from two years ago saying how great I think Edie is and how great he's going to be. Yeah. Number three, I think – did I say two? Number three, uh, people people think I'm a Michigan State fan because of this tweet. Why does (laughs) everything come down to who you root for? Right. Like, I can't defend – like, you think I – as an Illinois fan that I want to defend Maddie Sissoko. No, I don't at all, actually. Right. Exactly. Um, so it's just, it's insane. It's been fun. You know, it's been fun. It's been a nice evaluation of what Twitter is and what social media is to yeah. see all of these morons. Like there's so many dumb people on Twitter. It's amazing. And these people from Purdue, these nerds, you'd think they'd be smarter than this. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I just think that, Sometimes you just got to sit back and observe. I haven't, I've been responding to a lot of it, but most of it is like responding sarcastically or, you know, saying ha ha to certain okay. things. Yeah. Like when people say, Oh, you paid for Twitter. It's like, I meant to cancel it and I didn't cancel it. Now right. it's canceled. Yeah. It's going up to 11. It's going up to $11. So I'm totally out now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, I just, I, it's just so stupid. Like whole threads about it. And it, I don't know. I got the exact amount of, engagement and views I wanted though. I mean, I had 1569 followers before I post that. Now I'm at 1586. So it's a win for me, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll get into Purdue a little bit later, their team yeah. rather than their fans who are dumber than I thought. And <laughs> the number of Indiana fans coming in there going after them is interesting as well. Uh, people probably think I'm an Indiana fan too. On top of that. Um, might be, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, let me just make sure that uh, there's a couple that I wanted to read here just because it's interesting that these people are this just this stupid. Uh, uh, Brian at Squats2 has 25 followers. Uh, he's a Bills fan. Cool, very cool. Um, he's a Boilermaker as well, and he's a father. Wow, very nice. Uh, said, another D-list podcast. You're trying to make a name with dumb takes and then just put sigh at the end of it. Dang. 
To which I responded, uh, I'm joking, moron. Good Lord, you Purdue fans are dumber than I thought. Wow. Which that if I get if I think a comment is that stupid, I will call you a moron or an idiot. But most of the time, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of people on here that just need to relax. Just need to relax. A lot of people going after my basketball IQ saying I don't know ball. Shut up. Holy smokes. I mean, it was clearly in jest, and people are. Twitter is just stupid. This is a great um, evaluation of what Twitter is and and what it's become. Uh, But let's uh, talk about what the net rankings have become, which is they've become, you know, they still relevant, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing how dumb these rankings are, I would say. Uh, Because you look at like some of the numbers. It, I don't understand how this can still be used as a tool or metric to, to, to you know, I don't think it's had that big of an impact on tournament seeding. Uh, because I think when you're all, when it's all said and done, there's usually not that big of a discrepancy between where teams should be. Um, but like you, you just think about a team like Alabama, who is five and two in quad one. Um, they have five quad one victories. The only team. With more, the only teams is Purdue with seven and Kansas with six. And this Alabama team is third in the net rankings, while a team ahead of them, Tennessee, has one quad one win and two quad two losses, which Purdue or Alabama has zero losses in three, uh, quad two, three or four. So, like, what is that? That doesn't make any sense to me. No. Um, and you have the, uh, the, the fact that, uh, um, Tennessee has a home loss. Alabama is undefeated at home. They won at Houston. I just don't understand that. That's another gripe I have. Uh, Florida Atlantic being 12th. I mean, what are we doing? Like, what is that? <laughs> I get that they're 2-0 in quad one, and they're a very solid team, but 12th? Florida Atlantic just got ranked. Yeah, which they deserve, but 12th in the net rankings is just insane to me. Um, I just don't understand some of it. Like, you could have teams like uh, – like Creighton being Creighton being rewarded for being absolutely terrible in quad one and then having a quad two and three loss. Like they're one and six in quad one, but they're 24th. So they're ahead of teams that don't have those bad losses and have more quad one wins. So, I mean, they're, like if you have a quad four loss, it's really going to hold you back. Uh, Iowa is a great example of that. But it just it still doesn't make any sense. I, I don't think that this is something that should even exist anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's enough talk about that. I mean, I'm just, we've all seen enough of the net rankings every single year. They're never going to improve. I just think that we should uh, get used to that. Uh, all right, real quick. I just now scheduled the post for my top 24. So I'm going to throw that up on the screen here for, for the people who are watching since we have thousands of viewers right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just assuming that everyone's going to listen after. So we just got to, you know, just fight through the pain. Huh? Be prepared for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just posted top 24. Here we go. Number one, shocking, Houston. Alabama two, wow. UCLA three. Uh-oh, where's Purdue? Fourth, uh, I'm sure that will go over well. I just think that, uh, you know, UCLA has won a ton of games in a row. Alabama, I think, is maybe the best team in the country, but – when did you put out your last rankings? Uh, this was uh, in December, I think. So it's okay. a bit of a you – know, there's a lot of teams that weren't ranked that are now ranked. I got you. Um, five, Kansas. Uh, six, Xavier. Very high on them. Unranked last time. We'll talk about Xavier later on. Uh, seven, Tennessee. Eight, Gonzaga. 
nine UConn, which I mean, UConn, Jesus. I mean, you talk about whatever the hell's happened to them where they lost four or five yeah. in the, uh, in the, in the big East or four and four in the big East, apparently, which doesn't sound like, I, th- I feel like they're four and three, but I think they are four and four uh, Virginia 10. They were third last time. Texas drops a spot. They were, they're now 11 TCU 12, Kansas state 13, St. Mary's 14, uh, which I think is an argument to make that St. Mary's is better than Gonzaga, but I suppose we'll see whenever they play. Uh, Iowa State, 15. Arizona, 16. Another team that's kind of fallen off a little bit in the last uh, in the last few weeks after, you know, a really good start to the season. I think they'll be fine the way they play. They'll, they'll figure it out. Uh, 17 is Marquette. 18 is Rutgers, which I – was very tempted to put Rutgers in the top 15, but I feel like that would have been viewed interestingly enough to where I was like, okay, I'm going to relax, take a minute here, think about where I want to put them. And I'm like, okay, 18 is fine, which yeah. they could easily be a little bit higher. Seems fair. Uh, Clemson 19, which we'll get to Clemson, but I just don't buy it. I don't yeah. buy it. Uh, shout out Florida Atlantic 20th. Why not? They've been dominating. Uh, Providence 21. Charleston 22. Charleston has been absolutely pummeling teams since they lost in North Carolina, which that was their second game of the season against North Carolina. They started the year one and one, now 19 and one. Uh, 23 Illinois, which I'm going to be viewed as. Uh, wow. I did put at the end, Brad Underwood is a good coach. <laughs> That's good. Arizona State 24. We'll, we'll now see that. Hello, Bobby Hurley. Woo, Arizona State is back. If he can boost Arizona State, boost those numbers a little bit, he could easily get the Georgetown or St. John's job if he actually wants to come back because he didn't want St. John's when they hired Mike Anderson. But now, if Georgetown or St. John's opens up, why not? Why not go back home? I'd stay in Arizona. Uh, But Arizona State's just not a very good program. That's the problem. Like, think about this. Bobby Hurley versus Danny Hurley twice a year in the Big East. With U- Georgetown UConn, woo! I mean, the stories write themselves, folks. <laughs> they might get in a fight in the middle of the floor. Uh, and then just missing the cut: Baylor, Auburn, San Diego State, Miami. Which I hear a lot of Auburn fans like, "Oh, Auburn needs to be ranked higher." These guys don't have Auburn in the top twenty-five. Like, Auburn sucks. Auburn is so middle of the road this season. Yeah, like I, I get that they're four and one in in the SEC. Their metrics aren't that bad. I don't see it with them. I just don't. I mean, they lost to Georgia. They lost to USC. They lost to Memphis. Those are three teams they lost to. Two of those three may not be tournament teams. They're good in the defensive end, but they're offensive like 314th in the country in three-point percentage. 314. Yeah. That's bad. That is bad. That is stuff that you just you can't, you can't get away with that uh, these days. But uh, I did give a plug to the podcast as well on at the end, so anybody reading may want to you know jump on over and uh, tune in. And this uh, podcast will be posted to uh, to that to that Substack, so it'll be posted through there, then to all the platforms. So that'll be a much easier process there. Uh, I'll write I don't know a what little Substack is what it sounds. Well, that's uh, that's what my blog is, you know. Um, oh, so nice try. Uh, F F League blogger. D-League podcaster. D-List, yeah. Oh. Which I, speaking speaking of which, I just watched the season two episode of The Sopranos called D-Girl, where uh, 
where well, that's Chris not says that. No, it's not. Oh. Uh, where he calls her that at the end, and she says, I'm a vice president. But anyway, uh, either they said on The Sopranos, The Sopranos is very cultural, iconic show. So if yes. it's wrong, then whatever. It, I'm very pretty sure, pretty sure it has to do with the Hollywood industry more than anything. I'll look up the definition right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, preseason predictions, uh, you got yours pulled up? I haven't pulled mine up yet. I got to do that here. Uh, no. I forgot about that part. I didn't even read that on the, the doc here. But uh, anyway. You made the doc. I know I didn't read it. Uh, by the way, D-Girl is development girl, which is used mostly in the film and television industry, which means that you're pretty low of the low. So then she said she's about, you know, everybody gets it. I mean, people who watch the show, they get it now. Anyway. All right. Uh, season preview. There we go. Yeah. I, I got mine up here. Uh, not great, I will say, not great. Uh, just to kind of give what you, are you looking at. Well, just kind of give you an idea of some things that I was maybe wrong about. Um, I thought a team that was um, overvalued in the Big Twelve was Kansas. I think that's probably wrong. Yeah. Even though they've been playing with fire a lot at home recently. Yeah, I uh, I had Virginia in the ACC, so that was stupid. I had UConn overvalued in the, in the Big East. Uh, Indiana, that was a good call. Yeah, I had Michigan State, probably a bad call. And uh, Xavier overvalued. Nope, not good. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, un- I had Arizona State undervalued. There you go. I did have Arkansas overvalued. That's looking good right now. I, I had, had Kentucky undervalued. So well, I had Alabama. Yeah. I had Alabama undervalued. How about that? Right on the money. Sounds right. Um. Let's see. Had slew overvalued. Thank you. You're welcome. They suck. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, I had I had Wyoming. I had Wyoming overvalued. Wyoming is currently five and twelve. How's, five and how's 12 San Diego West. State doing? San Diego State is one of the better teams in the Mountain overvalued, West. Overvalued. Yes. Four exactly. and one. Thirteen and four overall. <laughs> uh. So yeah, and then conference champs. Let's do this and see if we still have a chance with either of these. Yeah. Okay. ACC. Uh. Duke. No chance. Yeah. North Carolina, no chance. Yeah. Big Ten. Good call there. Illinois. Indiana, no Shocker. chance. Indiana. You picked Indiana? Yeah. You Big 12. That's me. Kansas. Big 12 is still very much up in the air, but Baylor has no chance of winning it. Yeah. That's who I had. Uh, yeah. Big East. I had Creighton. And they me too. Sucked. I think there's three teams that could win the Big East right now. Xavier Providence, Marquette. And that's not creating. Uh Pac-12, <laughs> this is easy. UCLA all day. Yeah, UCLA. Easy. I mean, that's not even going to be close. They're uh, seven. I mean, Arizona State's on their tail, but Arizona State's not that big of a threat in my view. Uh, SEC. I had Kentucky. I had Arkansas. Not going to happen. Arkansas is one and four. Kentucky's two and three. Kentucky probably should be. I mean, Kentucky could easily be one and four or oh and five in the, in the SEC, but they are two and three. Um. American Athletic. Houston. Uh, Houston. Yeah, that was West Coast Conference. Uh, Santa Clara. Really? No, I had Gonzaga. I mean, seriously, what are we doing here? Uh, I had Gonzaga as well, but St. Mary's, I St. Mary's Gonzaga. When that matchup happens, which will be on Saturday, uh, February fourth, that is going to be a terrific. They also play Saturday, February twenty fifth. But that first matchup, that game is going to be. Um, at St. Mary's, that's going to be a terrific basketball game. 
Uh, it'll be nine o'clock, so late night after uh, an all-day slate. Whew, that's going to be good, let me tell you. Um, let's see, Atlantic Ten. I had Dayton. I did as well. Dayton has wildly underachieved this season. All right, four and one. They're tied for first. They're terrible, though. I mean, they might win the conference, but I thought that Dayton would be like a uh, team that could be in the top twenty-five all season. And also, that one loss, they blew a four-point lead with twenty-eight seconds left against VCU. So tough. Uh, Missouri Valley. I have Bradley. Missouri Valley uh, looks pretty uh, tight right now. Three six and twos, five five and threes. I had so. Drake. Drake is five and three. Bradley's five and three. Yeah. San Diego State. I had in the Mountain West. <laughs> uh, Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming is going to finish at the bottom of the Mountain West. Um, they might not win a game. Conference USA. I had UAB. I had Western Kentucky. UAB is a great offense, but they're four and four. Western Kentucky's three and four. Conference is likely going to be won by Florida Atlantic, although North Texas still not bad. Uh, let's see. Preseason All-Americans, I didn't have Edie on there, so that's a bad look. Yeah, neither did I. I had Timmy, Shibway, TJD, Sasser, Baycott, which is horrific. And oh, it's all sure. serious. Never mind. This is just you. I did not pick any. Very nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, moving along, moving, moving forward here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to skip that what one are we there. Doing next? We're going to go to players to watch right now. There's a player that you want to watch every night. You want to turn on this team's games because you want to watch this player. That's the idea here. And we start in the ACC conference, the Atlantic coast conference. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, picked Tyree Appleby, uh, from Wake Forest. He's leading the conference in both points and assists. Also shooting forty three percent from three, uh, guy's good. Guy's good. Well, his signature game of the season was obviously when he had thirty two points, four rebounds, five assists against Wisconsin. Um, they won on the road at Wisconsin, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. He shot eleven of sixteen from the field. That was a dominant performance. Obviously, the transfer. From Florida, had success at Florida, was at Cleveland State before Florida, but then got to uh, Wake Forest. And, yeah, he's been very consistent, very good scorer uh, for them. And he's playing for a good coach. Steve Forbes, uh, that guy can coach. Uh, I went with uh, another guard. I went with Terquavion Smith, the NC State guard, an NBA prospect. I think he'll be a, a first-round pick. Uh, he's averaging 18 points, three rebounds, four assists. Uh, he had, he's also averaging pretty much two steals a game. He had 24 points when they beat Duke. Not the most efficient scorer, usually not a guard that I like a lot uh, due to maybe some efficiency numbers, but I think if NC State's going to do any damage, I think it's going to run through him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, go with a guard there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a lot of guards in this list, but there's some conferences where I go elsewhere. Uh, let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Purdue's Zach Eady. You guys might have heard heard from heard about him. He's seven four, um, and literally, you know, shoots fifty percent from the field, which is a little lackluster for seven four. Took thirty nine shots last night, made fifteen, I think. So, but he's averaging twenty one point three a game, thirteen uh, rebounds a game, and and I I think I tweeted back at you that 
if Matt Painter would have used him last year like he did this year, then Purdue might have been a Final Four team. Yeah, yeah, but I, I also think there's a lot of individual growth for Meaty, uh becoming a better player. Mm. Um, yeah, but he's seven four. Yeah, but it's, you don't, it's you it don't looks play. a lot easier than right now than it does than it did last year. Well, yeah, I, I I'm not going to say that he hasn't developed and and became a better player, but he's seven four. You don't you don't you don't play a guy seven four nineteen minutes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, he's also been the team MVP on Ken Palm for Purdue in every game he's played except for three. You know, that doesn't surprise me at all. So, I mean, nobody's even close to matching that, I don't think. So, um, but yeah, he had 32 and 17 yesterday. Probably should have been ejected, but whatever. Uh, <coughs> in the Big Ten, uh, I'm going I with in jail. I agree with that as well. Lucky I'm going to go with Jalen Pickett. Penn State guard, uh, pretty much everything runs through him Great for pick. Penn State. Um, 17 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, career high, 53% inside the three-point line this season. Uh, but, yeah, if Penn State's going to do any damage, do anything, it's going to go through him. Yeah. The most underrated player in the country, in my opinion, right now. Uh, without Zach Eady, he would probably be the Big Ten player of the year. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's easy. The last two seasons he's been really good, but this year he's been even better. You just look at like the assist numbers, the rebounding, and he can score, and he's been very efficient in doing so. Easy pick. Not a, not enough people are talking about him. It's probably because of Penn State, but whatever. Uh, Big 12. Uh, Big 12. I went with Keontae Johnson of Kansas State. Uh, averaging 18 and a half a game, seven rebounds a game, 2.4 assists, and one steal, and he's leading the the Kansas State team, who was lowly under Bruce Weber last year. Um, got them rolling again. They did lose to TCU recently, last game, I guess. What was that Saturday? Um, but yeah, he is he's the playmaker for Kansas State. Um, I'm going with, of course, uh, freshman sensation Grady Dick, Kansas. Uh, without Brandon Miller, maybe freshman player of the year. Um, 48% from three, uh, 14 points, five rebounds, two assists. He had 21 points, five for nine from three when they beat Iowa State Saturday, which that was a close game. He's been big time, uh, probably a one and done guy. Uh, but you just, you've seen the three point shooting ability from him all season. Like when they were in Atlantis, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you could just see it. Uh, so if, if Kansas is going to have a chance to repeat, I'm going to need him and uh, Jalen Wilson and uh, others to contribute. But you like, a, you like a guy that can shoot like that. So uh, let's go to the Big East where I feel like my pick might be viewed as underwhelming, but I went with it anyway, out of all the teams too. <laughs> I went with Adama Sinogu, uh from UConn, uh, big bodied, uh, starting to shoot the three a little bit more this year. Uh he shot it 28 times. He's around 39%-ish. Uh, 17.5 points a game. Six and a, half, six and a half rebounds. UConn's, you know, struggling right now. But uh, if they're going to get going, they're going to need him. So, No doubt. Uh, I'm going with Tyler Kolick, the guard from Marquette. Six foot three sophomore. Improved as a playmaker and scorer this season. 
Uh, he's averaging nine points, four rebounds, eight assists. And Marquette's offense is second in efficiency on Ken Palm. So a good number there for Marquette. Uh, and Kolek certainly improved as a player. And uh, running an offense that's been one of the most efficient in the country. They've gone up significantly from last season where they were on the offensive end. Uh, they're one of the better teams in the Big East right now in terms of record. I think they're right there with uh, – I don't know if they're as good as Xavier, but uh, they're there with Providence and UConn. So I'll go with that. Uh, SEC. Uh, I went with Ricky Council, the fourth from Arkansas. Um, Arkansas has a ton of highly touted freshmen, and I think Ricky's actually been playing the best on this team, averaging 18 a game. Uh, the offense seems to run a lot better when he's in. He can go in. He can he can shoot the three. Uh, so I think where everybody was thinking, oh, the freshman, he's the guy that stepped up to – you know, Arkansas is not probably playing to the ability everybody thought they could, but uh, Ricky Council has been a big part of how they have been playing. Absolutely. Uh, what is he, Wichita uh-huh. State transfer, I think? Uh, I believe that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's growing pains with that team. I think they'll still get better. I think they'll still be a third. I think them and Duke – as the two team with a lot of freshmen, I think that they'll eventually figure it out, but yeah. maybe they won't. What do I know? <laughs> uh, speaking of freshmen, I'm going with Casey Wallace, the really the only good player for Kentucky, probably on both ends of the floor. I mean, Sheway's defense, especially, but it's just disastrous this season. Uh, but six foot four lottery pick freshman, uh, he's been injured for a few games, but he's really, really good before he was injured. 11 a game, three rebounds, nearly four assists weird splits. He's 46 from the field, 41 from three, but 57 from the line. I don't know what's up there, but uh, if Kentucky's going to do anything, they need to run through Case and Wallace. I think maybe they figured that out by now, uh, but Kentucky's in a weird spot and beating Tennessee probably saved them. So there you go. Uh, Pac-12. I went with uh, UCLA, Jaime Jaquez Jr., uh, 16, 16 a game. Um, I think he's one of the best players in the Pac-12. Uh, he's had five games this year with 20-plus points. And he, he's one of those guys that, that still has a mid-range game. You don't see that often. Um, but he can still knock down 15, 17-footers. Uh, I, I just think it's fun watching him play. Yep, that's my pick as well. One of the rare – out of all the players to pick, we went with the same guy here. Um <laughs> I don't know. I think he'll be right there for Pac-12 Player of the Year, but I think there's somebody that might beat him on that. We'll get to that. Uh, but 54% inside the arc this season, uh, 23 points, 13 boards against Colorado. Very good player. A lot of experience too. Yeah. Um, and that that will matter. Uh, American Athletic Conference, where if you go with somebody who's not from Houston, what are you doing? Uh, I went with Kendrick Davis from Memphis. What are you doing? He's averaging 21 a game. That's what I'm doing. Three rebounds, almost six assists. Uh, he does shoot 16 times. He's averaging 16 shots a game. So guy likes putting it up. But, uh, yeah, 21.6 assists. I'll take that any day. I mean, does efficiency not matter to you? He's shooting 27% from three. No, it doesn't. I just said he shoots 16 times a game. I would never pick a guy that shoots 27% from three. That's all right. Anyway, and Memphis is, you know, below average. 
I three agree. and two. Penny can't coach. We all know this. Why would I pick somebody from Houston though? Be like you. I've been going with a lot of like uh, freshman lottery pick types, so I'm going to go again. Jarris Walker, probably a top ten pick in the draft. Uh, ten points, six rebounds, two assists, forty eight from the field, forty percent from three, seventy one percent from the line. I uh, missed their last game with an injury. I don't think it's serious though. Uh, but everyone talks about Marcus Sasser when it comes to this Houston team. But how about Jarris Walker? Elite freshman. It'll matter. Houston's going to go on a big run in the tournament uh, easily. But uh, I digress. Uh, Mountain West. Uh, I went with Jamal Mashburn Jr. from New Mexico. Uh, 18 points a game, three rebounds, shooting 45% from the field. Uh, The kid can ball. Yep, we saw him in Minnesota. There were some flashes there when he was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexico, New Mexico's gotten better. They started off the season really well, falling back a little bit. I think they'll be fine. I went with Jalen House from New Mexico, six foot guard, 17 points, four rebounds, four assists, 46, 43, 83 splits, mm-hmm. uh, 29 points on 10 of 21 shooting in their win over San Diego State. So I think, I think Patino's got some guys. I think this is a team that could win that conference tournament. Uh, we've seen some weird things go down in Vegas for that tournament. I think that this could be one where New Mexico wins it. Um, West Coast Conference. Uh, I went uh, back to my homer ways. Uh, Brandon Pajemski of Santa Clara. Uh, if you haven't seen this kid play, he uh, can do it all as a as a six four guard, six five guard. Uh, Eighteen and a half points. Eight and a half rebounds, which uh, if you got a guard, you know, pulling down eight and a half boards, that's pretty good. Three and a half assists, shooting 46% from the field, almost 40% from three. Uh, All I can say is Illinois could have used this guy. (sighs) Give me a break. Uh, Santa Clara's not winning a thing, so I'm not going to pick a team uh, Santa Clara player. I'll pick. Whoa, they almost beat Gonzaga. uh, Please, who hasn't? I mean, Gonzaga is playing with fire. Uh, I'm going with center Mitchell Saxon from St. Mary's, uh, six foot ten junior, twelve points, pretty much thirteen. It's twelve point nine, eight rebounds a game, fifty four percent from the field, plus nine point three points per game from last season. So big improvement. Obviously, Randy Bennett, terrific coach at St. Mary's. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go there. I didn't want to go with the Gonzaga guy, but if I did, it would probably be Strother or Bolton, who are kind of guys that have made the plays to keep them alive in, in some of these games. Like, they didn't have much business beating BYU, but they did. So uh, that's kind of where Gonzaga has been out of this season. Uh, let's go to the Conference USA. Uh, I went with Jordan Walker of UAB. Uh, haven't watched any Conference USA basketball, but this guy's averaging 24 a game. Jelly Walker, as, as we call him, yes. Yeah, uh, Jelly Jelly Roll Walker. A sensation. In country music, too. Anyway, um, played in the tournament last year. Lost to Houston in round one. But everybody likes Jelly Walker. Big-time scorer. Undersized guard, too. So I'm going with a big I'm man. more of a jam guy, but, yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, Vladislav Golden. Florida Atlantic Center, seven foot one sophomore, ten points, six rebounds, sixty four percent from the field. He was at Texas Tech two years ago. Now he's here, and Florida Atlantic is the best team in the conference by a mile right now. So fair. 
There you go. I'm just trying to get through this part of the show. This part of the show, I hate. I don't even know why. I, I just run out of material. Uh, that's why I didn't pick. I we were doing the same thing as we did last year. So what can you do? Uh, Atlantic Tim, we picked the same player, I think. So take it away. Yeah, Yuri Collins, uh, guy averaging 11 assists a game, has to be, you know, the most electric guy to watch. Uh, he had 20 against Tennessee State. Uh, four double doubles this year. Number one assist rate in the country. Shocking. Yeah. Insane. 10 assists a game. 11 assists a game. You don't see that anymore. On a team that sucks. Uh, moving along. <laughs> True. Uh, the whack. Uh, back to back to Illinois. Uh, somebody Jeez. Illinois could use. Tevion Jones of Southern Utah. What could Illinois use for Tevion Jones right now? <laughs> four, four rebounds a game. Uh, 40% from three. <clears throat> That's what we could use. They could use him 40, to play seven minutes and forty percent from and do nothing. And Underwood forget about him. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, I went what with are we doing here. Me, <laughs> I went with with a guy from a team that I think could get hot and maybe win the conference tournament. I'm going with uh, guard Quay Grant from Sam Houston State, six foot one senior, Wichita State transfer, fourteen points, four rebounds, four assists, two point three steals per game. I don't know who the hell is going to win this conference tournament. Um, like this conference is 12th in the country overall in Ken Palm with their, with their numbers. And there's like, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, by seven teams, maybe eight that could win this conference tournament. I think Seattle, Utah Valley, Southern Utah, Stephen of Austin, Grand Canyon, Tarleton state. Maybe I doubt it, but then Sam Houston state as well. Maybe Cal Baptist. That's eight teams right there that could win that tournament. So that's going to be fascinating to watch. Fascinating. Um, I do think that uh, Sam Houston you're State. You're telling me that that Tevion Jones and or Brandon Pajemski wouldn't play over RJ. I can't shoot a ball, Melendez, right now. I think Tevion Jones probably would, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, would RJ be playing better if there was somebody pushing him behind him? I mean, maybe. Uh, but anyway, you know, I Sam know. Houston State's a good team, so they did lose to Southern Utah, but they'll get they'll get it going. Uh, it wasn't quite Grant's fault. He was 7-15 from the field, 17 points, four assists. And Tevion Jones with 21 points in that game. Very nice. Uh, he's in a perfect spot. He's in a spot where nobody really cares, and he can just put up big numbers. There you go. Uh, Missouri Valley to cap this off. Give me uh, the hell out of this segment. Tucker Devries of Drake, 18 points a game, six it's assists. It's DeVries sounds good to me. I'm going with Marcus Domask. Again. Haven't watched a single. Game you'll get there. You'll get there. February, March, you'll be there. Yeah. Give it time. It's still January, folks. There's a reason right. that we take a few weeks off before we start doing these. After this. <laughs> uh, Marcus Domask or Domask. It's got to be Domask. Uh, from I Southern think it's Illinois. Domake. Thank okay, you. Whatever. Uh, six foot six senior, 16 points, six rebounds, three assists, uh, 46, 29, 85 splits, consistent scorer all four years at Southern Illinois, and it's paying off because they're finally in a spot to possibly make the tournament, which I think would be great. I think it'd be great yeah. to see, given where we are from. Absolutely. Also, Edwardsville is doing well, too. Well, I mean, Shout out SIUE. Is that even real? What they're do you not, mean? They're not D1, are they? Yeah. They are, aren't they? Are they in the OVC? Yeah. They're what leading a, the OVC right now. They're predicted, they're predicted to be like a 14 seed right now, 15 seed. 
That's because the OVC sucks. Look at the records of the teams <laughs> in the OVC. I know they do. I'm just saying. Here's a fun stat for you. In the OVC, because uh, Belmont's gone, Moorhead State sucks. <laughs> Moorhead State lost Talon Cooper and Jani Broom. Uh, there's no teams in the OVC with a metric inside the top 200 on Ken Palm in offense or defense or efficiency, just the efficiency metric. The best metric in the OVC is SIUE's defense at 121. Every other team in offensive efficiency or defensive efficiency is outside the top 200. What are we talking about how good Edwards is? The OVC is the 29th ranked conference out of 32. (laughs) And the only team, like I just said, with with a metric inside the top 200 in offensive efficiency or defensive efficiency – is SIUE at 121 on defense? Yeah. Everybody else is what? Like the number two team in the conference is SEMO, Southeast Missouri State, and they're mm-hmm. 222nd on offense and 240. Like this conference sucks now. Yeah, it's bad. They were like 22nd overall last year, 23rd overall last year, and now they lost. Uh, they lost Murray State. They lost Morehead State. They lost Murray State. Morehead State lost all their good players. Belmont's gone. This conference is a total disaster. No wonder Lindenwood got in. Moving <laughs> along. Uh, let's see here. Contenders and pretenders. Now, the criteria here is that it's a team that you don't really want to play in March, a team that if they get in or when they get in, you're kind of like, okay, I'd rather not have to face them. Okay. Because uh, there's a lot of pretenders in these well, power let's conferences. see how I did. but Well, let's go to the ACC. I didn't have a rule sheet, so here we go. Uh, my contender in the ACC. Um, I mean, these are basically the teams that we think have a chance to make like Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went with Virginia. Really that going on a on limb there. No, that's what <laughs> that's what I went with too. So. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I wouldn't want to play them. I'm doing that and just seeing seeing if I'm doing it right. So that defense, I don't want to play them. No, I mean yeah. they got they got vets too. So. I think that's a team that's – I would almost be willing to guarantee that they get to at least the Elite Eight, but that's just me. Uh, who's your pretender? I think we probably picked the same one here too, Clemson. Yeah, I went with them as well. Um, I just – you know, I don't I don't see it with them. Metrics don't align with a team that should be 7-0 in the ACC. <laughs> uh, you also have a coach that was kind of needing to save his job anyway, and his team has responded – uh, yeah. They're efficient on offense, but like, how many defenses in the big in the ACC have they faced where it's like formidable? You know, like right. Duke's defense is okay, not great. The only team in the in the in the in the ACC with like an elite defense is Virginia. So, I think that's maybe uh, something to think about if you're uh, if yeah, you're Clemson. I mean, but who have they? Uh... I mean, they lost to Iowa earlier, right? Um, beat Penn State. But their ACC schedule hasn't been, besides Duke, right? It hasn't been. Well, at Pitt, at Virginia right. Tech, those are nice wins. That's true, yeah. Uh, but, like, they have two losses outside of Iowa to South Carolina, who's terrible, but did beat Kentucky, so whatever. And Loyola Chicago, who's terrible, so not great. Uh, easy picks there. Let's hopefully start to venture into – different waters with these picks uh, in the pick 10. <laughs> uh, 
I'm gonna go with Purdue. <laughs> I mean, it's, I maybe I just picked all the really going uh, best, out there. best teams uh, <laughs> right currently. Uh, I'm going Rutgers. I mean, yeah. who wants to play Rutgers? Uh, that defense. I mean, it's fair. Once yeah. again, defense wins titles, folks. Defense wins championships, and uh, Kansas last year they could defend, folks. They could do it. They were uh, they were 17th in adjusted defense fishing, which isn't that great for for a national champion. But you look at the year before that, Baylor was uh, how was Baylor 22nd in defensive efficiency when they won that title? That makes no sense to me. But whatever, maybe defense doesn't win championships. What the hell do I know? I think I think for Rutgers, it's a lot about matchup too. If they run into like a long team, because that they are they're they're lengthy. Um, I think if they run into a lengthy team, I don't think their offense is as good as it can be so but they can hang it in games long enough for cam spencer to make a big three which he's done like five times this year yeah so yeah, yeah and also steve peichel my god i mean if you're rutgers it needs to build a statue i don't care how much they've done <laughs> that program is completely completely yeah. turned around they yeah. just got a five star a top 25 star uh, very impressive. I mean, what the hell is going on here? Now, I don't think the Big Ten is a conference where a lot of the five stars thrive as freshmen. But I, if anybody's going to make it work, it's Pykele. I mean, he's one of the best of the best. Uh, just doing a terrific job. So that's my team there. Uh, Pretender. I'm uh, shocked that you're about to go where you're going to go. <laughs> I went with Michigan. Oh, I man. I don't think they can do it six years in a row. I don't think they can get to the Sweet 16 six years in a row. Uh, why not? Because <laughs> you know, F Michigan. Yeah, but like I, I would have thought that maybe you'd go Indiana. I thought it'd be Indiana or Michigan, but I'm not even sure Indiana's going to make the tournament. They will, trust me, they will. Uh, let me just say this about Michigan. I mean, point guard play, maybe a concern with Doug McDaniel and Llewellyn being out, but you still have Dickinson. Jed Howard is a stud. Lottery pick, in my opinion. I mean, he was big time against Northwestern when they were climbing. Uh, Does Jet Howard ever pass the ball, though? Does that matter? I guess not if you make it every time, but. Yeah, I mean, he was like, well, but also I feel like they have, like, let's also give a shout out to Kobe Bufkin, who was bad last season as a freshman and has completely, like, most improved player type stuff this season. He's been terrific. So. Um, I think it's going to be all about matchups for Michigan. Like if they run into, if Michigan's a 10 seed and they run into a bad seven or they're an 11 again, they run into a, a mediocre six. I mean, Colorado State was pretty good last season, but not a team that Michigan was afraid of or should have been afraid of. So right. I think matchups are going to be a big factor for for them. Um, I went with Wisconsin just because I don't, like when Wall is back, is he going to be 100% healthy when he's back? Uh, outside of Hepburn and Crowell and Wall, it's just a bunch of freshmen that can make threes. I, but... I don't understand Wall's injury. I thought he just turned his ankle, and he's been out for oh, two weeks. Maybe they're being cautious, and maybe it's a little bit more serious. Maybe there's a little bit of damage. I don't know, but they've been absolutely disastrous without Great him. guard better get past being cautious. And But that's not a team that I scare. Even when Wall is playing, I'm not that scared of them. So. I agree. Uh, all right. They might not make the tournament. Stop picking teams and won't make the tournament. I mean, Lenardi has 10 Big Ten teams in right now, so 
That's stupid. And three of them are last four buys. Like I think Maryland, Michigan, Indiana are all last four buys. So that'd be hilarious yeah, if the Big Ten if the Big Ten got ten teams in and only like one of them was a uh, last four in team that had to play on on Tuesday or Wednesday. That would be hilarious. Uh, but that's obviously not going to happen. I think the Big Ten's probably going to get what eight, probably eight teams. Yeah, and only one of them is going to be a top three or four seed. Maybe maybe two of them, depending on how Rutgers does the rest of the year. All right, Big Twelve. Uh, Big Twelve. I went with Kansas State contender. Me too. Uh, me too. Providence pretender. I went K State contender. Keontae Johnson, great story, having a terrific season, and Marcus Nowell, Marquise Nowell, Marquise Noel. I think it's Marquise Noel has been <laughs> fantastic. Runs the offense for him. Uh, Kansas State, I'm in. Jerome Tang, year one, doing a great job. It's going to be a shame when he when he leaves for Texas. What uh, did I just say, Providence? I meant Baylor. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that was – I just skipped let that a, one slide. Skip the line. Uh, <laughs> skip the I went, line. I went Baylor as well, so okay. I guess uh, – You know, I'm not going to count out Scott Drew, but I don't know if I see it with this team. Uh, yeah. Big East. Contender Xavier – Pretender Providence. I mean, we're just doing the same thing at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, Xavier, great team. I'll get to them later. I got more on them. Uh, and then Providence, I I just I don't think that they have that game-changing player. I, Bryce Hopkins is great, but I don't know if I see them being a real threat in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, I could have easily gone UConn here, but I'm not ready to do that with them. Yeah. And Marquette would have been another good choice, but I think their offense has just been so good that I'm not going to rule that out. Um, let's go to the SEC. Uh, contender, I, I have Tennessee. Uh, I know that they, uh, haven't been impressive lately. Well, they were impressive. Then they kind of struggled their last game, but, uh, I, I really like Tennessee. I know that you, you worry about how much offense, uh, they have. Um, and my pretender is obviously going to be that fraud Bruce Pearl and his Auburn kitty cats fair uh i'm i'm gonna be the one going out on a limb in the sec here by going with alabama all right all right uh yeah alabama <laughs> uh then pretender i hate to do it the must bus is not something that i've wanted to get off mm. but i think with the mismatch of pieces i know the talent level is high I'm not seeing it with them right now. I'm not. Because yeah. when you get into the tournament, you have, like, no experience, which how much does that really matter? I don't know. Um, I just don't see it right now. Hopefully things change, though. You know that I'm a must-bust guy. I think you're still a must-bust guy. Absolutely. But it's tough spot right now, tough spot. Uh, Pac-12. Pac-12. Uh, I picked uh, two uh, teams from the same state. Arizona is my contender. And Arizona State is my pretender. Okay. Well, Don't we can argue now. It. Don't think uh, they got it. My contender is Arizona State because <laughs> when Bobby Hurley gets in the tournament, he doesn't mess around. <laughs> even though they did, they haven't. I think they've won maybe one tournament game. Uh-huh. Actually, maybe zero. Uh, no, they yeah they beat uh, they beat they won a first four game against St. John's. So suck on that. That counts. Um, yeah, totally. And they lost to Syracuse in another first four games. So, you know, hey, let's relax here. Uh, they would have been in the tournament in the COVID year. But anyway, I'm in. I'm in on the must-bus. I think you look at this team right now, their metrics don't jump off the page. But you look at the the personnel, something that I Who's like. Who's bust are you getting on? 
for Arizona State? Hurley bus, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the Bobby Hurley bus, to be specific. <laughs> Frankie Collins hasn't been great. He's been a good passer for them, transfer from Michigan. But they also have DJ Horn, who has been there a couple years. He was an Illinois State transfer. Uh, he's been solid, not playing as much as uh, – well, he's playing decent minutes, but he's not producing as much as you'd like. But they got the Cambridge Twins from uh, – are they twins? I don't even know. What am I even – okay. Uh, Devin Cambridge <laughs> and Desmond Cambridge. I mean, they're obviously brothers. One of them was at Nevada. The other one was at, uh, was at Auburn. So they got them. They got Warren Washington, the big man from Nevada. So, uh, you know, I just like the personnel. I like the pieces. I think the that must – why do I keep saying must bust? <laughs> Bobby Hurley is getting the most out of this team right now. And then I also think that uh, he's going to parlay this into the Georgetown job. So, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. He's never really sure. wanted to go back. Uh, my pretender we'll is – tomorrow, UCLA, or Thursday. What's today? Tuesday. We'll see Thursday, UCLA. They're going to smoke them. All right. Uh, Arizona State wins by 35. Um, Utah. <laughs> okay. Utah is my pretender. Utah. Uh, terrible offense. I was between them and USC. I think there's a significant gap between UCLA slash Arizona. Do you think the Pac-12 gets in this year? Uh, I'm thinking four. Four. Yeah, I think uh, UCLA, Arizona State, USC, Arizona probably. I think that's about it. I mean, yeah. You look at two teams that made cute little magical runs a couple years ago in 2021. Um, Oregon State getting to an Elite Eight mm-hmm. two years ago. Since then, their overall record is uh, 10 and 39. And then Georgetown, who got there a couple years ago, since doing that, Georgetown's record is. Uh, a terrific 11 and 39. So they're pretty much in identical spots. They've both been horrific in conference play, those two teams there. All right, that was pointless. American Athletic, uh, my contender is Houston because I'm just, there's nobody else. You're right. I agree. And UCF pretender, don't care. No interest. I, I put Memphis, but I don't even know if they'll make the tournament. So. Penny can't coach. Uh, Mountain West. How are you up? Uh, Mountain West, uh, Boise State contender. I'm still going to say San Diego State pretender. Get them out of here. They're I got San Diego State as a pretender, too. Their defense is getting like better as the season goes on. I don't fear this team as of right now, but maybe I will eventually. Uh, screw it. And then contender, why not? New Mexico. If New Mexico gets in. They got good guards, well-coached. I think Patino – had the talent at Minnesota, just couldn't get over the hump in terms of making a run. Um, they now have a coach who pretty much is a sixth man trying to play at Minnesota. Um, won't back off, just getting on the court. I mean, what the hell is that about? But uh, anyway, got bent over by Brad Underwood again. Uh, but New Mexico, Jalen House, Jamal Mashburn, I like this team a lot. I'm hoping that they get in because I'd rather watch them than – most of the other teams in this conference. San Diego State's going to get it anyway, but if they can get two, then I think this should be the second team. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, West Coast Conference. Uh, give me contender Santa Clara if they make it. Holy hell. Pretender BYU. My contender St. Mary's. I said Randy Bennett, terrific coach, really solid personnel this season, having a good season. 
uh, a legitimate threat to win the West Coast Conference in the regular season or the tournament. I don't have any doubt about that. And with my pretender, I am venturing into the state of Washington. I'm going to Spokane. And I am saying that Gonzaga is a pretender. I am not scared of this team at all. Wow. No fear. Like, they beat Portland by 40. That's great. Nobody cares. Portland sucks. They got away with BYU beating them by one. They beat Santa Clara by five. They got away with beating San Francisco. They beat them by two. They got beat by Baylor at a neutral site. They got destroyed by Purdue, destroyed by Texas. I don't fear this team at all. They get out of the – if they get to Saturday and Sunday of the second weekend, then I would be stunned, okay? I don't see it with this team at all. Frauds, pretenders. However, if I hear the same old BS about they don't play anybody, I will defend them. So that's where I'm at on that. But uh, pretender Gonzaga. Wow. Conference USA. Uh, uh, contender FAU, obviously. Um Pretender, just because I picked them to win the conference, I picked Western Kentucky because they are not very good right now. They suck, yeah. Uh, I went Florida Atlantic, contender, and pretender UAB. I like UAB just because they do have uh, Jelly Walker, who is a great scorer, and they do have uh, the dude that transferred from uh, LSU. What the hell is his name? Uh, I'll get there. Eric Gaines. They got those two, but other than that, they've, they've certainly underachieved this season. This is a team that you know, probably should be top of this conference, but they're not. But uh, they also don't really play any defense. Not that bad defensively, but they don't play a ton. They, they just run the floor and score. So uh, I think that they would get destroyed in a matchup with a high major school. That's just me. Uh, Atlantic 10. Uh, my contender, VCU, is back. Don't want to play him. Pretender, St. Louis. <laughs> What they got a guy that can pass? Woohoo! I mean, <laughs> I got VCU as a contender as well. I like them, and then I got Dayton as a pretender because I hate the way that they perform. They should be way better than they are. Like I'm telling you right now, this team should be running away with this conference. It's embarrassing that they're not. Uh, let's go to the WAC conference where I said there's like 20 teams in there that could win. Yeah, I only picked a contender, and that's Southern Utah because they got Tavion Jones, the Me best. Too best player in the league so He's i did not there, i didn't pick a pretender so mine is seattle they're the top right now i just don't buy into them uh i went southern utah as well but also i wanted to go sam houston state but there are a few games out where i'm like okay they odds are not in their favor to make it but if they did i would be a little bit scared of them uh but i'll go uh, southern utah as well uh missouri valley i uh, also only picked a contender in this one uh i picked siuc as did I, Southern Illinois. For those who don't, who don't get the lingo of uh, of Illinois, if you're not from um, Illinois. You wouldn't knows. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Indiana State is my pretender. So Larry Bird, there you go. Larry Bird, bring great, him back. Great analysis, no doubt. Um, all right, get me the hell out of that segment too. Uh, moving along. You having fun yet? Uh, these shows just, uh, you know, they get much better as we go. So I'll just hold out hope for that. It's just uh, preseason and midseason can be difficult, but uh, we'll get there, folks. We'll get there. Uh, National Player of the Year candidates. I mean, I think the the award starts and ends with Zach Eady. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to win it. 
Yeah. So, I mean. Kind of crazy to have National Player of the Year come back and it's really not even being talked about. It's because he but sucks. I think that's because Zach Eady's been so dominant. I think the only other guys in contention would be Jalen Wilson at Kansas, Azulis Tubelas at Arizona, True Timmy Gonzaga, Brandon Miller, Alabama. I think those are the only other guys. Uh, Coach Year will be fascinating. There's a lot of guys in new spots that are doing well. Uh, I wrote down Jerome Tang, Kansas State, doing a great job. It's going to be a real shame, like I said, when he ditches for Texas after one year. <laughs> uh, Dennis Gates, Missouri. Missouri starting to come back down to earth a little bit. But either way, you talk about you know putting all kinds of different pieces together. They've, they've certainly overachieved to this yeah. point. Uh, but they are doing the predictable, you know, starting to – Fade Come off. Back down to the doing, middle. You know? Doing the old Missouri thing. Got hype for Illinois. Rode that out for two weeks and you know, Hello, shit, shit the bed. Back down to earth. That's uh, Sean Miller, Xavier, first year there. Brought in some new pieces. Team won the NIT last season, so there was obviously already some guys there. But he's done a great job and uh, elevating them to an even higher level. You look at. Ken Palm right now, they're the 15th team in the country. Last season, they were 53rd. Year before that, they were 66th. Year before that, 45th. So, yeah, 65th the year before that. And then Chris Mack had him at 15th before he left. And then they brought in Steele, and they were pretty average. And now they got a guy who's going to be leaving for Illinois. So, there you go. All right. Matt Painter I also wrote down because, uh, you know, you're playing with two freshman guards. Yeah, right. You're running your offense efficiently. You lost a lottery pick plus a couple of longtime program guys. And the player of the year and the coach of the year be the same team? In rare cases, yes, but I don't think Purdue is going to be 29-1, which I think they would maybe need to be. Yeah. But maybe they will be. I don't know. <clears throat> um, I mean, if Cam Spencer doesn't hit that that late shot, they're 18-0 right now. So, yeah. There you go. Zach Eady doesn't – never mind. Anyways. He should be suspended for the rest of the season. All right. <laughs> I I know that there's All-American teams. I I These are hard to pick. There's so many players, so many opinions, so many idiots out there, including myself. My first team All-Americans right now, Marcus Sasser, guard, Houston. Brandon Miller, Alabama forward, best freshman in the country, not even close for me. Jalen Wilson, forward, Kansas. Drew Timmy, Gonzaga, still putting up great numbers. Why not? It's between him and another center for first team. And then Zach Eady, obviously, is the fifth. Um, now, the second team is where I was like, okay, screw it. I don't care what anybody thinks. I went with Marquise Noel, Kansas State, putting up terrific numbers. And with Keontae Johnson, Kansas State, can you imagine if Kansas State has two All-Americans? <laughs> yeah. I uh, went Jalen Pickett, Penn State, like I said, not talked about enough. I went Azulis Tabellas, Arizona. A uh, little bit between him and Hawkes. He has better numbers than Hawkes, so I'm going to go with him. And then I went with your boy, uh, Adama Sonogo, UConn. Yeah. So there's 10 guys, and I hope people disagree. What about your third team? I don't have the time for that, please. <laughs> I mean, well, then don't put it on the dock if you're not going to do it. I didn't want to do it. 
Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Right. Uh, but my third team is probably <laughs> Terrence Shannon Jr., Sincere Epps, Matthew Meyer, Coleman Hawkins, Dane Danger. Probably my third team All Americans right there. Okay. I right. guess. And do you have a master shirt on? No, it's a Jack Nicholas shirt. Oh. <laughs> it looks like a Masters logo though. It does. Yeah. I should have just said it was. Um, <laughs> and uh, my. My <clears throat> comeback player of the year is Kipper Nichols. So, all right. Is he still playing basketball? He's got to be playing somewhere, right? There's no shot he's playing anywhere. What do you know? He's a bona fide stud. Did you see him at Illinois? He was a he was a, he was unstoppable. Yeah, I watched him all the time. He couldn't be stopped. Drove me oh. nuts. Uh, pro ballers. He's recently played for the Sheffield Sharks. In British basketball, yeah. <laughs> Is he on their roster this year? Uh, no, it says he recently played. He's on their roster. He's averaging 12.6. He's averaging 12.6. Oh, this year. Holy, so he had a 25-point game. Second on the team in scoring. Anyway, I can't believe we spent playing like two minutes. Year old. <laughs> we got to move on. All right. 12-year-old league or? Countdown to March Madness will make its return in February, February 6th or the 13th. I'll just leave that up to you. I think last year we did what? When did we start last year? I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't know because I pulled it up like six times. So um, C-M-M-P-M-M. Last year we started. February 21st. On um, We started on February 7th last year. Yeah. So probably do the 6th, but we'll see where we're at. Maybe the 13th. We'll see either way. But we'll be there every week leading up to the tournament. Then we'll break down the first couple rounds. Separate episodes for all of those. The same thing. Hopefully there's a tournament this year. You know, don't tell that to, to Northwestern. Whoa. Don't tell that to Northwestern. You know, they're still, they still think it's 2020, I guess, uh, <laughs> where they're at. Which, I mean, they should have to forfeit that game. Yeah, it's the rules. But also, Clearly. like, how in the Clearly hell do you have COVID issues in 2023? After, after Michigan got their face, fake Big Ten championship, they changed it to if you have COVID, like, why are and, we still testing? And why are they rescheduling? Why are they know. saying we're going to Iowa is getting screwed. Yeah. Totally screwed. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy if I was an Iowa fan. Um, but they sound like little bitches. I'm going to drop an F-bomb here. I fucking hate Chris Collins. I hate his fucking face. I hate the way he (laughs) coaches. He's an absolute loser. That program sucks. Pretend to be from Chicago program. Bunch of bums and losers. Can't even get to the tournament. You're not making the tournament this year either, you losers. You just dodged (laughs) Iowa. Jesus. and Christ. All right. Yeah, fair. Final four predictions right now. We did the exact same thing last year in the midseason show. You and I, was, Gonzaga. I was way better than you. I don't know. Way better is a bit strong. You had Gonzaga. Well, you I got zero percent, and I had twenty five percent. So whatever. That sounds like way better. <laughs> you had Gonzaga, Kansas, Kentucky, Purdue. You had Kansas, right? I had Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, Auburn. Which Auburn? What a terrible pick. Uh, they lost in round two. Kentucky lost in round one. Gonzaga lost in what? The Sweet Sixteen. Arizona mm-hmm. lost in the Sweet 16 to Houston, right? Yeah, so. All right, who are you going with this year? I'm going way off the way off the reserve here a little bit. I'm going to Kansas, Alabama. Terrible, terrible. Purdue. Terrible. 
and Homer Homerson, Illinois. Oh my god! You think two Big Ten teams are going to get into the final four? That's right. The Big Ten's winning a national title this year. That'll be Book Purdue then. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, Purdue. <laughs> really. I went with zero Big Ten teams. I didn't even go that far off. I was saying I was going far off. I just like in terms of the teams that I combined. I don't think anybody else is really doing this. Uh, I went Houston. That team makes a run every year. Last year they got to the Elite Eight. Year before that, Final Four. Thank you. Uh, I went with Alabama. Alabama is probably the team that's getting a lot of hype that'll lose early, if yeah. I had to guess. Uh, then I went UCLA, another team that makes runs. I like this team a lot. This is pretty much the last run for Hawkes and uh, and Tiger Camel. And they got guys like Jalen Clark. They got guys like Adem Bona. They got guys like Amari Bailey. All those guys stepping up. And I went with perspiration patterns, sweating. Sean Miller, Xavier. Oh, my. Xavier to the Final Four, folks. Xavier to the Final Four. Holy Love this God. team a lot, dude. This team can play in a number of different ways. Sule Boom. Sule, is that his name? Is it Boone or Boom? Sule Boom might be the best transfer Soufflé. in the country. UTEP transfer might be the best transfer in the country this year for a team that's playing well. Colby Jones, terrific guard. Zach Fremantle, Jack Nunji. In the front court, Kunkel can shoot the three ball on the outside. This team can play in a number of ways. They don't have the the exact depth that you want for a team that's going to make a run, but I like Xavier a lot. Maybe I'm buying into the hype since they've won uh, 11 games in a row. But if I had to pick a team out of the Big East right now that I think is going to get to the Final Four, it is them, and it's not even close. And then I'll have a national championship. Obviously, mine would be uh ucla versus xavier and xavier wins title so anyway uh uh moving along here to the final part thank god uh the the slate of games tonight is terrific texas at iowa state on espn plus glad that's not on tv great for the sport what are they doing what is the big 12 it's the big 12's bullshit that's what it is uh but i mean this is what we're this is what the big 10 is going to be next year with peacock and all that it's true but Peacock is uh, something that people can have for free, I think. So That's true. Yeah. Suck on that. Uh, Kansas at Kansas State tonight. That's on ESPN. That's coming up in a little less than an hour. That'll be a great game. Great opportunity for K-State to bounce back after losing to TCU. And Kansas going on the road. Kansas has been very, very vulnerable in the Big 12. With some really close wins at home. Uh, the Baylor at Texas Tech. Baylor needs one here. Texas Tech's not great but Baylor needs one. That's ESPNU. That's 8 o'clock Central. Uh, Tennessee at Mississippi State. I think Tennessee wins it, but I think it'll be ugly. This is the number one defensive team in the country against the number seven defensive team in the country. Mississippi State has learned the hard way how hard the SEC is when you think that you're good because they've lost uh, four of their five SEC games, including losing to Drake going into SEC play, but they do defend. So we'll see if they can maybe hold hold down uh, Tennessee a bit. Uh, Penn State at Wisconsin. Interesting, interesting game. I don't know the status of Wall. Is there a chance he's back tonight? I haven't researched that. Maybe you could do that. Uh, but Penn State, a team I like a lot. Like I said, I've been mentioning how much I like Jalen Pickett all day here. Uh, but that'll be a very interesting game. That's 7.30 Central on Big Ten Network. Um, Wisconsin picked to win 65-64 on Ken Palm. Tyler Wall, questionable. Probably not going to play. Uh, the Badgers may once again be without their senior forward tonight. He's a senior? 
Really? I felt like he was a junior. He yeah. is a senior. Yeah, right. Wow. Well, his his minutes have gone up significantly the last few years. Yeah. He's I also just, hidden behind other players. I thought last year was kind of his breakout season. I didn't realize. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, COVID will do that. Makes you forget things. Like yep. playing basketball games. Creighton at Butler. Creighton at Butler. Butler yeah. maybe, maybe win a, a home game here. Six o'clock on FS1. Uh, Clemson at Wake Forest. Good night. 7-0 Clemson. You're losing tonight. Tyree Appleby's going for 35. Heard it here first. Uh, Nevada at Boise State. Interesting game there. I don't even see a TV network, so who knows. Uh, <laughs> Alabama at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's been playing better despite their coach being a loser. Uh, they've been playing better a little bit uh, coming off a win over Arkansas. They scored 97 against Arkansas. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Bama, tough road game there. Houston, tough road game at Tulane. They'll win, but Tulane is uh, good at the hoops. Uh, Tulane is sixth in tempo. So they're going to try to run the floor against Houston. That might not work. That might not work with the athleticism Houston has. Even though even though Houston's been more of a half-court team this year, they can get out and run if they want to. Trust me. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I Georgia at Kentucky. Can Kentucky protect uh, Rupp? They're coming off their last game at Rupp was a loss to the 235th ranked Ken Palm team in the country, South Carolina. Georgia under uh, Mike White year one. Ouch. They've won two in a row. They won uh, against Mississippi State. They won at Ole Miss. They did also beat Auburn this year as well. Maybe they uh, do a little something there, uh, get uh, get some players involved, uh, you know, take advantage of how bad – Shibwe's defense has been this season and ball screens and such. So who knows? Um, the other games, <laughs> the rest of this week, some highlighted ones here, Arkansas at Missouri, Arkansas already beat Missouri, but Arkansas has not been playing well, nor has Missouri. That's tomorrow night. Uh, UConn at Seton Hall tomorrow night as well. Providence at Marquette uh, Thursday. You have Rutgers at Michigan state, UCLA at Arizona state. Like you mentioned earlier, you got Indiana at Illinois, Michigan at Maryland, USC at Arizona. So big night in the big 10 in the, in the uh, pac 12 on Thursday. Uh, also BYU at Santa Clara. Nobody cares, but I wanted to mention it. Uh, Friday. I have a feeling Villanova is going to go into St. John's and win St. John's coming off of a win over UConn Villanova coming off of barely beating Georgetown. The reason they beat Georgetown is because Georgetown sucks. Uh, Boise State at New Mexico as well. That's a late nighter on Friday. Saturday slate, UCLA at Arizona, Texas at West Virginia, Baylor at Oklahoma, Marquette at Seton Hall, Alabama at Missouri, Iowa State at Oklahoma State, Iowa at Ohio State, uh, Miami at Duke, Virginia at Wake Forest. A lot going on there. Then Sunday when the Big Ten usually likes to be like, hey, let's not get any ratings because the NFL. Uh, they got Michigan State at Indiana, Maryland at Purdue. So, boom. College basketball in a full force. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I think we've certainly all seen enough. Uh, the countdown <laughs> has enjoyed early February. It'll be much better than this. I promise. Um, getting to some brackets. By then. Great. This is maybe, our, maybe my worst performance yet. Um, Getting to some brackets by then, so we see in a few weeks of February. You can obviously check out the Illini Basketball Podcast multiple times a week, of course. Uh, this will be posted when it's done. Um, Sean Miller's won a national championship this year, so that's where we're at. That's where I'm at. 
Uh, and I'll see you in February, I guess. And uh, I had something else to say, but I already forgot. So uh, I'm just going to let this, let this one go and uh, see you.